So today on the channel, I'm going to share my story and I'm going to talk about something I've never talked about publicly, um, except this last weekend when I was on stage in Vegas. And I want to talk about just be honest and real and vulnerable with you on where I came from, because I feel like it's super important to take people off their pedestals and get some context. And what I mean by that is that you see a lot of these people on YouTube. You see a lot of these people on social media and it's very easy to have this misconception of who they are. Like you don't know me. You you see me on YouTube videos because I have a passion for education and for putting this information out there because I never did. I never had anyone that helped me. But you have no idea what it took to be the person that I am right now to get to this point, to build a seven-figure real estate company, to even get over myself, to talk to you and to my students and my team and how many times I've failed and how many times I wanted to quit or I was broke or I couldn't make payroll. Like It was a lot. And I think it's very easy to assume a lot of things or maybe put people on pedestals that are like, hey, I'm not like them. You know, you could write this story in your head of, oh, this person is super successful because she's always been that way or she's pretty or she's this or she's that. Instead of really understanding, like I crawled my way here. I I literally, I'd say that a lot. I, I crawled my way here. I never had the, the education, the qualifications or anything that you would assume is what it takes to be successful. I just didn't give up and I I bet on myself. And so let's let's get down to it since I kind of already started. So I was in Vegas and I and I talked about imposter syndrome and I talked about my journey of when I first got into real estate when I was 21 years old and had no real idea or clarity of what I wanted to do with my life. I was working for an agent. Um, I always had a, a background of sales, right? I was selling T-Mobile contracts and I was in this place where I knew that I was good at sales, that I could talk to people, but I had no idea. I was a kid. I didn't go to college. I did not graduate college. I didn't even go to college. I hated school uh, because no one took the time to really understand like how I was thinking or or helping me because I I always thought differently than my teachers. Like I had I was not book smart, but I had an enormous amount of common sense. And that does not do well in in the school system. <laughs> and I, I try to teach my daughter, you know, how to really think differently and teach my kids you know, I think it's really important of our education now as adults, I feel like is way more important than the education in the school system. But I don't want to go too much in that because that's not what this this video is about. But 21 years old, I am working for this realtor and prospecting for them basically. And I'm getting all these leads because I was told that I was going to get have a base and get bonuses on the leads that come in. And I'm converting all these leads and handing him clients and he's not doing anything with it. He's not closing them. And I was working for this REO brokerage and never forget it. One day she came up to me and she was like, hey, I need someone that's going to be here full time. That's going to run my office and you're here all the time. And I thought, I'm like, wow, this is a huge opportunity. It was a huge opportunity because it really got my foot in the door and I learned so much. We have this saying in my office, uh, sink or swim, right? Like, yes, you have to have training and all that, but we throw you out there and you're either going to drown or you're going to figure it out. 
And so that's what I did. I mean, I remember Googling what is a homeowners association. Like I never owned a house. I was 21 years old. And at the time, you know, the REOs, we had so many different accounts. It was over a hundred a month. It was like 120, 130, I think, on our, our biggest month. And I went from being her assistant to running the office to managing the accounts and developing relationships with these asset managers and really doing everything because she was not a people person. She hated life. Like she was just not a, a nice person. And trying to maintain the culture of the company because my, all my coworkers kept quitting because she was miserable. And every time I went to quit that job, she would give me a raise. And I would tell her like, I, I can't do this. You're freaking crazy. And I even remember at that moment thinking that if I ever had a company, I want to make sure that they feel valued and appreciated because I know that the people that are working for me in my organization, they're going to be the glue. I mean, they, they're the ones that are doing the work and helping me grow. So I learned that early on um, and why I spend so much money on my staff and why I, the, I am the way I am and why I'm the boss that I am. So fast forward, I have no education, no anything. I, I just have this opportunity and I see all of these real estate agents and I'm like, okay, I can get my license. Like I'm teaching them how to write up documents and I'm, I'm learning all the hard stuff before I even really learned anything else. And so I, I get my license and I finally leave the job. And I get into this world of real estate and my first deal I got within a couple weeks of being licensed, which is not normal, but I didn't know anything different. I, I get on the phones and I do the very thing that I tell you all to do. Just talk to the sellers. Just get on the phone. So the first deal I ever got was a short sale and no one knew really how to do it. My broker at the time told me, you know, don't mess with it investors were like, short sales don't close. Like Everyone had these misconceptions. And that was really interesting to me that no one wanted to touch it. But in my mind, of course, I'm I'm looking at this like uh, like everyone else. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to make 10 grand off this. Like I'm going to close this. And so I'm on the phone uh, for over an hour talking to this negotiator or the person on the, on the other line at Aquin. And I'm asking a million questions. And I'm sure this person wanted to hang up on me. I'm sure this person wanted you know nothing to do with me. But they stayed on the phone because they can't hang up on me. And they're answering my questions. And that that was the start of my journey with short sales because it I realized like no one wanted to touch it. So it was an opportunity. I started doing transactions. I started learning and I started figuring it out. And before I go any further, remember, no one, no one helped me. No one taught me anything. I just, I saw an opportunity and I was like, okay, I can do this. So I did it. So I started developing the process that we utilize today. And then I start teaching classes. And I will never forget the first class that I ever taught. And I was so nervous because I'm like, you know, who am I? Right. We all have these, these beliefs, these limiting beliefs in our mind. Like, who am I to, to teach this class? Like, why would anyone want to listen to me? Why would, you know, at the time, guys, I was 23 years old, 23 years old. Like, I'm, I'm a kid. And fun fact, you know, obviously I'm in my 30s now, but fun fact, I just started sharing my age the last couple of years because it was one of my biggest insecurities of being taken seriously despite my knowledge and my experience for the last 14 years. And on top of that, you know, I'm a woman and I, I'm in a, a male dominated industry. So I have a lot of things going against me, you know, no education and these limiting beliefs of like, I can only be so successful because I was trained, taught and educated that if you didn't go to college, you wouldn't be anything. Like in my school, most of the people that I went to school with, like they went, they're doctors, they're teachers, they're, they had a clear path of what they wanted to do based on what they were taught. And I didn't go in that path. I, I 
went on the path of entrepreneurship, which is the unknown and which most people don't take seriously. You know the saying, right? On social, if you, if you get a job, everyone's like, congratulations. And you start a business and they're like, oh, that's cute. You know, and that's how people treated me for a very long time. That's cute. Oh, oh, you, you're a little realtor. Okay, cool. So anyways, so I'm teaching this class and I, I'm, I'm ready to go. People are coming in. And the first man that comes into my class, he looked at me. I'll never forget this. He looked at me and he said, you're teaching this class? <sighs> Shit, I already paid. <sighs> All right, you know, whatever. And he sits down. And of course, immediately in my mind, I'm already nervous, right? Like I'm already nervous. And this guy is literally doing the worst case scenario here. <laughs> and he's feeding into my insecurities. And I will never forget, like that moment was so pivotal for me because I was like, you know what? Screw you. This is going to be the best two hours of your life because this is a class that I wrote. All of the other instructors were just teaching someone else's material, but this was mine. And so I did it and I crushed it. In my mind, I crushed it and everyone said so, but obviously I've gotten a lot better. The point is, is that it was this, who do I think I am moment? And I had the choice to give in to that feeling of like, who do I think I am? And, you know, people aren't going to take me seriously to, I'm going to freaking do this and I'm going to kill it. And I'm going to, I'm going to push past this fear anyway. And I did fast forward a couple years later, I'm teaching classes. I'm building my brand here locally in DFW. And one thing that I did that I teach my students is I became a resource and I started adding value before I ever asked for anything. Okay. I built my reputation on two things. One, I did what I said I was going to do. I took myself seriously enough to follow through with my word and everyone else started taking me seriously because they knew that they could count on my word. I need to say this because it sounds so simple, but it is so powerful when you follow through with doing with what you say you're going to do. The bar is so low in the real estate industry. It truly is. For real estate agents, it's like, oh my God, you answered your phone. Wow, you're top notch. Wow, you you responded to to my email and you you actually called the leads and 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 you got back to me. Wow, you're you're a top notch realtor. Or hey, you're an investor and you actually closed when you said you were gonna close. Or when there was a problem that came up, you communicated that. I mean, these are basic things that are majorly lacking in our industry. And they're the reason why people do not get taken seriously and why people don't create any real momentum. Because I didn't do this alone. Like I started collaborating and started giving value and I started going out there and and helping people without anything in return. I never to this day I have never asked for a referral. And yet I'm a hundred percent referral because people knew that they would be able to get the help that they needed. And then they just decided that they didn't want to do the transaction. So they sent it over to me. So two things. One, I did what I said, what I was going to do. And two, I was a resource and I led with value. I gave before I ever asked or took anything. That in itself, you will create so much value. You will create a, a massive brand if you're consistent, if you're consistent with your message, if you're consistent with following through. And it's not going to be immediate. Like I did not create momentum or take off with my brand until a couple years later. So I just kept doing it, guys. Like, and that's the thing is that the cost of entry is so cheap. All you need is this. That's it. 
you just, you need a cell phone, you hit record and you can post on social media, but will you do it consistently? And will you give value? Will you not try to gatekeep and like, oh no, I don't want to tell you my secrets because I'm going to give you a huge golden nugget here. I've been sharing my secrets from day one. In that two hour class that I taught that I just told you about, I told those agents, every agent that came into that class, everything I did, everything I knew. And as I started learning more, I started sharing more. And I've always been just real. And on social media, I was real. I was myself. I wasn't trying to pose next to a Mercedes or a Lambo or any of that. That's why a lot of people started resonating with my brand and with me because they knew that if they met me in person, I was the same person. I wasn't full of myself. You know, I am grateful at this point in my career because I'm in rooms with billionaires, multimillionaires. And I I don't say that lightly, like people behind the scenes that really they own the scene. (laughs) And I meet a lot of gurus. I meet a lot of people from YouTube. I meet a lot of people in this space. And I can tell you that there is a small majority that are willing to just be real. And they hide behind these really great funnels on on social and these, these great inflated and made up or just exaggerated accomplishments instead of really just being themselves because we're all human beings, guys. We all bleed the same way. Like at the end of the day, like we are all human beings. So I started doing that. I started creating massive momentum and I got in the phones. So in the meantime, I was working on two things and I, and I want you to hear me because this is literally what I did. Okay. I'm not telling you a portion. I'm telling you literally what I did. I worked on two things every single day. I would prospect and I would cold call and that was consistent. And then every single day I would work on my relationships. I became hundred percent referral because I talked to so many people. I spent time for years developing relationships that I could start getting those referrals, but I had to do both. Most people will not spend the time to develop the relationships, to develop the brand because they're always chasing the low hanging fruit. There's really two types of, of people that I see in this industry that are successful. They're the people that are constantly pushing money towards ads and new business. And then there are people like me that grow it organically. The problem is that when you're pushing money consistently, you always have to chase your next deal. You have to be a combination of both. You have to be able to get the low hanging fruit, which is the throwing money and prospecting as well as building a brand. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to hunt and kill every single deal every day because that is not a sustainable business. It is not sustainable to have to go out there and wake up every day to chase and chase and chase. I want to chase, but then I want to attract and I want to be able to wake up and have an inbox full of leads. And don't get me wrong, the chasing is never going to stop in the sense that you have to have a business where the the leads are coming in. But the goal is to create an actual business, not a self-employed job. And a lot of people get stuck there because the low-hanging fruit, the leads that you're buying, the, the cold traffic, that is a lot easier than doing what I did. A hell of a lot easier because you know okay, if I buy this many leads or I make this many calls, I'm going to get X results, right? But if you have no idea in the organic and the brand aspect when your phone's going to ring, which means the only way to scale it is to continue to be consistent, develop new relationships, you know, be consistent with your brand to create a funnel that's so big that it doesn't matter, you know, if, if, 
one or two people don't refer over, like you have so many relationships that it's going to come from everywhere. Okay. But it takes time and it takes consistency, which is why most people don't do it. But I'm telling you that if you are able to focus on both of those things, the now and the the future, right? The future leads, the fu- the future business, you're going to create a business. You're going to create a brand. You're going to create something that is so powerful that you don't have to constantly chase. You don't have to constantly feel like this anxiety of like, where's my next deal going to come from? You know, oh my gosh, you're always in this hustle grind mode. And let me tell you, I have been there. I have been in the hustle grind culture and it is stupid. It is necessary for for a period of time when you're building your business, but it is not sustainable. I have gotten to the point of my life where I want to buy my time back. I love doing what I do. I love the education. I love you know, teaching. I love managing my team and working with clients, but I want to be able to choose every single day where I spend my time. And I'm here. And it wasn't until I started going to masterminds and putting myself in rooms with people that are so much smarter than me. And here I am, this, this kid, this hustler, like thinking like, you know, I'm, I was, I was like everybody else. Oh man, no sleep, two hours of sleep, four Red Bulls. And, you know, I got six deals today and whatever, as if that was like a flex. Like, okay, cool. I haven't slept. Awesome. Well, guess what, guys? Now I have high blood pressure. (laughs) And my sister, she's my twin. She doesn't have high blood pressure. And that's because I did that for so long. And I had so much anxiety as a result of it because that was my life. That was my lifestyle. And I looked at success as money. I looked at success as like, hey, if I make X amount of dollars, I'm going to be happy. I, I mean, this is what I'm working towards. And don't get me wrong. like Money is absolutely necessary. But how do you look at money? Like for me, money is freedom. Money is a way for me to make an impact, but it doesn't drive me anymore. What drives me and wakes me up every morning is my impact, is how can I help as many people? How can I build something? How can I build a legacy? How can I impact as many you know realtors and investors and, and my staff and my children and change their perspective of what is possible? That's what wakes me up in the morning. Don't get me wrong. I'm a closer like anybody else. And I, I love, you know, this stage of my life where I'm buying houses and flipping them and designing them. Like that's, it's so fun for me, but that's what it is. It's something that I enjoy, not that what I have to do to survive. And so the other key thing of what I did besides being consistent was I started, I got over myself. And I started being around people that were so much smarter than me and investing in myself. Growing up, if I was to tell my 15, 16-year-old self that I would have spent $30,000 a year in some of the masterminds that I'm in, I've spent $10,000, $15,000 in events on personal growth, that 16-year-old girl would be like, oh my God, are you crazy? <laughs> like, how? First of all, how did you get that money? And second of all, holy cow, is that really smart? Like, keep it. Right. But my growth as a result of investing in myself, my growth as a result of being in rooms and my perspective that has changed because I'm freaking sitting next to someone that has a goal of seven figures a month when I couldn't even wrap my brain at the time around six figures a year. And then once I hit my six figures, it was like, okay, how can I do $20,000 a month or $30,000 a month? And every single time that I would sit next to someone that's already done it and that it was so easy for them to tell me like, oh, just do this, this, and this. And then I went back and applied it. And then I, I, I started becoming addicted to that. Like, 
I'm done reinventing the wheel, y'all. I am done feeling forward. And I'm not going to tell you my whole story because, you know, we don't have that much time <laughs> like I did, you know, on stage, but my perspective changed. My perspective created new possibilities because I invested in myself and what I see from a lot of my students and what I see from a lot of people that haven't gotten to that place yet. They are the reason why their business is not doing well because of their mindset. Most people think that they're signing up for mentorship and education because they need information. And that's and and that's true to an extent, right? Like if we don't have the information, then we can't apply it and all of that. But really what they end up paying me for is mentorship to change their mindset, is changing their limiting beliefs of like, I will I I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Well, I, I can't. I, I I don't know what to say. Well, do you know how to have a conversation? Do 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 you know how to to pick up the phone? So, so call them, ask them what's going on. And it's like mind blowing for them because they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, OK. And and help pushing them of like, OK, now this is possible. Great. You got your first deal. Now let's go into the next one. How can we get multiple deals a month so that you're consistent? And and that's that's what it is, guys. I mean, you can go on YouTube and go down the rabbit hole or just pay for some online course and get a bunch of information. How do you apply it? How do you make it applicable for your business specifically, because we're all at a different place in our business, you're not going to be the same as the next student. So there's no way to cater information to make it apply to you. That's, that's why you have coaches. That's why you do mentorship. And I, if I could do it all over again, I would have gotten a coach or a mentor like year one and maybe year two because year one, I was eating ramen noodles and just trying to survive. But year two, I definitely would have have done it. And in my mind, I thought as this hustler, as this person that has the ability to figure it out, because it wasn't that I didn't have the ability to, I, I did it, right? It was just painful. And I made really expensive mistakes because I didn't have any financial literacy. I, I didn't know how to run a business. Entrepreneurship is not in my family in the sense of like where I have people in my family that are running businesses at a high level. So every level that I got to, I had to overcome a new story in my mind of like, who do I think I am? I had to learn a new skill set. I had to figure it out. And now I'm at the place in my business and in my career, whenever I'm wanting to take on something new, scale something, I have a circle of people and in my groups and my masterminds that I just make a phone call and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? What did you do? How, what were the results of this system? Or, you know, this is my vision. How do you think I, what do I need to look out for? What am I missing? And I can't tell you how much that had changed for me. This was 2018, like, not even that long ago, guys, 2018. And everything changed because I skyrocketed. I went from 15 to 20 listings a month to 100, well, to 75 and then to 100. Like everything changed for me because I was getting fast tracked by just listening. And, and here's the other key too, right? Like I didn't put myself in rooms to just listen and be around millionaires. I put myself in rooms and I was a sponge and I humbled myself and I acted like I knew nothing. And, and that's, that's another key, key thing. Like your mindset, stop trying to pretend like you've got it all together. Tell the truth. What is your current reality? Like we're so afraid as a society to act like we don't have our shit together. Why? Why? Like that just makes you more relatable. And more importantly, you come from a place where you're actually willing to learn. 
Like I would sit in these rooms and say, hey, you know, this is what I've got going on. This is my current reality. And these are the things that I'm trying to accomplish. And, I'm, and I'm, I can't figure it out. And everybody in the room would be like, okay, do this. Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And it was overwhelming. I was like, holy cow, like this is all really good advice. Okay. How does this apply to me? Like, how do, how do I want to restructure this? Like, what do I want to do? Right. And the other key thing besides being willing to be the student, because I still am to this day, but it's also the willingness to apply it. Information is useless if it's not applied. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't apply the information, you're not really the smartest person in the room. You're kind of an idiot because you know exactly what to do. You just don't do it. That Honestly, those are the worst kind of people. The know-it-alls. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. The people that are like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh I, know, I know that. I just, I just wanted to check. When people say that to me, I will literally respond and be like, great. What do you need me for? Like, don't don't be that person. Be willing to learn. You can learn from anybody. You can even learn from people that are brand new to the industry because they bring a whole new perspective and they're not jaded with with the experience that you have. So they don't know. Like, They're just going to tell you from an outside perspective. And it may be something that you didn't even think about. Something really basic that you're like, wow, because really the most profound things are so basic. Like we want to overcomplicate things. We think that success is complicated because how could it be so simple? How could it be so simple, Nicole, as doing what you say you're going to do and being consistent? There's no way. There's got to be a secret sauce. There's got to be, you know, this person had privilege. This person had this. No, no. Hi, no education. 21 years old not a dollar to her name. On paper, I never qualified for anything. On paper, I I should not have been successful, but I was willing to do what others weren't. I was willing to be consistent and I was willing to get over myself even though it was scary, even though I dealt with my entire life of this imposter syndrome of like, who do I think I am? Holy cow. Every time I would break a barrier, every time I would break you know, this like, oh, wow, someone's never done this before. Of course, I would have anxiety. Of course, I would sit here and say, oh, this is really ballsy. Do I want to do this? I remember the first time I was on stage. I remember the first time I got asked to speak in public where people paid to see me. And I I remember being backstage like, oh, my God, do I remember my name? What do I do? Shit. And I did it anyway. And every single time I pushed past that anxiety and that fear and I was uncomfortable, I went to the next level. And obviously, I don't have time to tell you my whole story, but I wanted to tell you this part because I feel like more people need to hear it. And I hope that it resonates with you. I hope you're still watching. <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever been just like this real and, and vulnerable on my channel because generally, I try to be very granular and give you guys as much value as possible. But I hope that my story can at least encourage you that if I can do it, you can do it. I'm self-made. No one has handed me anything. And I crawled here. I literally crawled here. And I'm grateful I did. And I'm grateful for all the failures because I learned so much and it made me who I am. And I just have so much gratitude for the place that I'm at right now. So that's it. That's all I wanted to share with you guys today. If you're still watching, let me know in the comments where you're watching from. What part of my story resonated with you? I'll see you guys next time. 